and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World many times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This week's show is all about the nighttime entertainment at Walt Disney World, so let's dive in. again, everyone, and welcome to episode 42. I have a really exciting announcement this week, and I can't wait, so I'm sharing it first. We're having our first ever in-person meetup for folks who listen to this podcast and members of my private Facebook group. So it will take place at Walt Disney World, of course, and it is Tuesday, September 3rd. It's going to be at the Contemporary Cafe, sorry, Contempo Cafe, and that's at the Contemporary Resort at 4 p.m. And we realized that if you don't happen to be in Walt Disney World at this time, that you won't be able to make it, and we will really, really miss you. But if you're local or you find yourself in Disney World on vacation that first week in September, we would love it if you would stop by. I will have prizes for everyone who shows up and we will have cupcakes. Now I'm co-hosting this with my friend Kristen, who also administers a Facebook group. It's the DVC chat for members and Disney fanatics on Facebook. So we're doing a, a joint Facebook group meetup and listeners of the podcast are welcome to come as well. So if you have any questions about the meetup, you can join the Facebook group, just search for the budget mouse, ask to join and I'll add you. And you can ask questions about the meetup there if you want, but it's pretty simple. We'll be there from four to 5 p.m. on Tuesday, September 3rd, hanging out in Contempo Cafe with cupcakes and prizes. It's pretty straightforward, right? So I also get to thank two new patrons this week. I'm thrilled about that as well. So thank you, Lori and Catherine. They are supporting this show with a small monthly contribution and in exchange, they're getting access to a bunch of special content that is just for patrons. And I am recording a patrons only episode right after this one. So head over to patreon.com to learn more about becoming a patron of this show. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash the budget mouse. For this week's show, I wanted to cover in depth all of the nighttime entertainment options you'll find at the Walt Disney World theme parks. The reason I love them so much is that they're included with park admission. And some of these shows are so good that I would probably pay the just the price of park admission to see the nighttime show. I feel like they add so much value to your experience and help you get the most bang for your buck out of all the hard earned money you have spent on those park tickets. First, I'm gonna give you just some general advice about the nighttime shows, and then I'm gonna talk about the shows at each park in depth. First, there were years that went by that I didn't see any nighttime entertainment at the theme parks because I had a little kiddo. She's six now and can finally start to stay up late enough to actually see some of the shows. And I know some kids have no problem staying up late, but mine is one that will fall asleep at her regular bedtime no matter where she is. And so staying for the nighttime shows really wasn't practical. So my suggestions to those with little kids and anyone really is to get to the parks before they open, stay till about one or two in the afternoon, Go back to your hotel and take a break. Return at 5 or 6 p.m. at night and stay through for the nighttime entertainment if you can. Now, this can be a challenge if you're staying off property, especially at Magic Kingdom, where you have to go back and forth through the transportation and ticket center. But even if it takes you an hour each way and you spend two hours of downtime at your resort, I think it makes for a better vacation than trying to tough it out all day. And this particularly applies when it is hot, which is like eight months of the year in Orlando. 
I just find that it's impossible to enjoy the nighttime entertainment in the parks when you have been there since the morning. So I really suggest taking a break so you can actually enjoy the wonderful shows in the evening. Something else to know about nighttime entertainment is that the times for the shows change seasonally. They're generally earlier in the winter when it gets dark earlier, and they're latest in the summer when it's light out the latest. Um, another thing that's really cool they have started doing is they have these made with magic items that you can buy at any of the larger gift shops at Disney World, and they are mouse ears and other items that light up and interact with every nighttime show don't know how they do it. It's, it is some kind of magic, but they flash and change colors during the show. And I just think they are so cool. All right, let's start with the nighttime entertainment at Magic Kingdom. The fireworks show is called Happily Ever After. It involves projections in the castle and they are a critical part of the show. So you'll want to watch it from anywhere you can basically see the castle. There's lots of references to Disney movies, new and old. I think it has a great soundtrack. It replaced the nighttime show Wishes a few years back. And while it doesn't make me cry like Wishes did, I still like it. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing when the show makes me cry every time I see it, but I do enjoy Happily Ever After. Now, sadly, there is no nighttime parade currently in Magic Kingdom, and we hope that that will change soon. But at the time of this recording in summer 2019, there is no nighttime parade. Now, in the summertime, the fireworks will start around 9 or 9.15. They are 18 minutes long. There is another show that is a projection show onto the castle that is called Once Upon a Time, and that takes place after the fireworks. It's about 14 minutes long. I personally don't think it's worth staying extra than you were going to to see it, but if you find yourself in the park close to closing, you'll get a treat to see that. So people ask me a lot, when should I get in place to see the fireworks? Um, You can't stand in the walkways before the show. Cast members will let you know where you can stand if you want to wait for a good spot, but I really don't think it's necessary to stake out your spot before the show. They now have a process where they fill in all of the walkways with people starting about 10, maybe 15 minutes before the show. So if you show up, then you'll still get a good spot and you can even be in the front as they start to fill in those walkways right before the show starts. Now, There are Magic Kingdom fireworks dessert parties. There are two different locations for the dessert parties. One is in Tomorrowland Terrace, and that is a standing only dessert party. So you won't have seating, it's $65 per adult. And then in the Garden Plaza, you'll get guaranteed seating for the show, and that is $84 for adults. And there is a lot of food, a lot of desserts, and they are great viewing locations. You can check in about 60 minutes prior, and sometimes even a bit before that. I don't think they're in any way necessary. You'll be able to get a great view of the fireworks from anywhere. They are a great way to celebrate a special occasion though. Um, And I would definitely choose to sit if I was paying. (laughs) I mean, that's like the main perk, right? And they do not accept the dining plan. There's also an after fireworks dessert party that starts at $65 for adults, but I don't think I'd ever do that. I mean, that's a lot of money to pay just for desserts and to hang out after the fireworks in the park. So um, I would definitely pass on that. The nighttime entertainment at Epcot is soon changing because September 30th of 2019, Illuminations is ending its 20-year run there. Now, I love Illuminations more than anyone, but I do think it's time for a change. It is starting to seem dated compared to the other nighttime shows. So it's going to be temporarily replaced by a show called Epcot Forever on October 1st. And I want to read you the description of this show from the Disney World website. It says, witness the wonder as the story of Epcot and its incredible next chapter come to life 
Live in this new show debuting October 1st. Behold the single spark of imagination that started it all. Watch it grow, evolve, and transform into an epic nighttime extravaganza that stirs the senses and captures all you love about Epcot. Dazzling fireworks, stunning laser effects, and choreographed kites set to tunes that have become theme park favorites. So I'm really excited about this show, and I'll get to see it soon after it starts, though. There. You can watch the shows from anywhere around World Showcase Lagoon. I do recommend trying to get a spot along the fence there that separates the kind of walkways from the rest of the lagoon area about 20 minutes before the show. And that's so no one blocks your view at the last minute, but like cutting right in front of you and standing right in front of you so you can't see the show. There is a fast pass available for preferred viewing. And I assume this will continue for the next show. And it is an amazing place to watch the show. I have used it several times, but I only generally use it when I'm able to get it after I have exhausted my other fast passes that I want. And because it is a tier one fast pass, so you wouldn't be able to get a fast pass for Soarin' or for Frozen Ever After if you pick that fireworks as your first one. So I always wait and see if it's available afterwards, then I will take it. There are dining packages for Illuminations now at Rose and Crown Pub in the UK Pavilion. They are pricey. It's $85 for adults and $35 for children, but you do get dinner. It starts at 8 p.m. You'll get a pre-fee menu of food and you get alcohol as well. And there's great views right there on the seating plaza outside of Rose and Crown. There's also a Frozen Ever After dessert party, which includes seating for the fireworks show and desserts and again alcoholic drinks all you want you also get to ride on frozen ever after after the fireworks show ends and it is 79 dollars for adults and 47 dollars for children it is pricey and you cannot use dining plan credits for that a few years ago animal kingdom got its own nighttime show and it's called rivers of light there are kind of floating elements in the show lasers and water screens where um animation is projected onto these huge water screens. It's very colorful and it's particularly great if you love animals. I am a big fan of the show. It's 18 minutes long and I feel like it's pretty kid friendly. There's nothing too scary or intense about it. So it is did just get updated and now it features the addition of even more dramatic Disney nature live action footage and a tapestry of classic moments from animal inspired Disney animated films, including The Lion King. And if it wasn't obvious, I was reading that from the Disney site as well. So it's shown twice during the night in busier times of year. And the second showing is always less crowded. So if you're looking to just walk up and get a good seat and there is seating in a theater kind of on concrete benches for this as well. Um, the shows in the summertime are at 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. I meant to say the Epcot show is always at 9 p.m., but somehow I missed that. I'm sorry. Um, and those shows are much earlier in the winter. So don't be discouraged if you're going in um, the winter months and think, oh, my little one's never going to make it till even 9 p.m. to see it. They're early. They're as early as 6.30 sometimes in the winter. So it's a very different schedule. Now, there is seating, as I mentioned, for this show, but you can also watch it from behind the seating areas, kind of around the lagoon. But you will want to see it from the center kind of behind where the seats are located because the projections on the water screens can't be seen from the sides. And I learned that the hard way I tried to come and watch it kind of off to the side of where the seating area is and we couldn't see any of the projections on the water screen. So that is a good thing to know. Again, FastPass is available for this, but I would only use it after I've already used my at least three of them for the day. But you do get awesome seats. I have used the FastPass for it before and you are right in the front and center. And if you get there early enough when they start letting people in, you can basically sit in the front row and it's a really nice view. 
There are dining packages that come with preferred seating for Rivers of Light as well. They are a nice value on the dining plan if you happen to have the dining plan. So they offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner packages at Tusker House. Those are one table service credit on the plan. And out of pocket, the breakfast is $46 for adult and $28 for kids. It's $60 for dinner and $36 for kids. Now, I would only use that if I was on the dining plan and I was going to eat at Tusker House anyway. You, you'll get for your same table service credit preferred seating for the show. So why not if you can get the reservation? Now, the restaurant Tiffin's also offers a dining package, but that is a two table service credit on the plan. And it is not as good of a deal on the dining plan. Out of pocket, it's $68 for adults and $26 for kids. One other thing that goes on in uh, Animal Kingdom in the evenings is the Tree of Life Nighttime Awakenings. And this happens about every 10 minutes once it's dark in the park. Um, it lasts a few minutes. It's projections onto the Tree of Life. It's very cool to stop and watch it as you're passing through, but I've never really made a point to go and stand there and, and see it. But it is a nice addition to your evening there at the park. And at this point, Hollywood Studios is the park that has the most going on in the evenings. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is Fantasmic. And this is a show that was imported from Disneyland many years ago. You'll have seating in a huge stadium arena. And it's a live show with Mickey Mouse and other characters. And then also those water screens with projections on there. Now, it's a very intense show. It's the longest of the nighttime shows. It's upwards of 30 minutes. And I find it to be a little intense for little kids like my daughter would have been terrified of it if I had taken her to see it before now. Um, so just know that going in. But I, of course, love it as an adult. I think it's very exciting and it's a wonderful show. They show it around 9 p.m. in the summer. And sometimes there are still two showings at night. And the later one is much less crowded always. Now, I think the fast pass for this show actually gives you worse seats than just the walk-up standard seating. And the reason is this, as you walk into the theater stadium, a fast pass area is to the left. And then in the center, the best seats are for the dining packages, which I'll talk about in a minute. And then the kind of standby seats are to the right. Now the exit to the theater is to the right. So if you have the fast pass seating when it's time to leave, and there's, I don't know how many people in this theater, many thousands of people, you have to wait for everyone else to file out of the theater and you're some of the last people to leave. So I think if you can get to the show 20 or 30 minutes in advance, I'd say 30, you're going to get great seats without a fast pass and you're going to be some of the first people to leave unless they change how this works. I prefer to not have a fast pass for Fantasmic. Now about the dining packages, these are the best seats in the house and they are pretty good bargain on the dining plan. And there are three restaurants that do dining packages for Fantasmic. Mama Melrose does lunch and dinner. And that's $43 for adults and $18 for kids. And that is one table service credit on the dining plan. Hollywood and Vine is a buffet with characters. And for breakfast, that's $46 for adults and $28 for kids. And dinner is $60 for adults and $36 for kids. And that's only one table service credit on the plan. So I'd say the same thing as I would about the Tusker House dining package. If you're already going going to eat with the characters at Hollywood and Vine, try to get the dining package. I believe it's a few dollars more if you're paying out of pocket. And I should have said that at Tusker House as well. It's only a few dollars more. And I think it's great to have the value of those excellent seats for Fantasmic if you want to see the show. The Hollywood Brown Derby also offers a dining package. It would be two table service credits on the dining plan. It's $63 for adults and $22 for kids. So I would never use dining plan credits for that. Um, I would definitely 
pay out of pocket if I wanted to eat at Hollywood Brown Derby and then have the preferred seating as well. There's also a dessert and VIP viewing experience for Fantasmic. It's $39 for adults and $19 for kids. It comes with desserts and alcohol and you cannot use a dining plan for that. Now I've never done that dessert package, but it does take place in the theater there where the show takes place. So it might be a nice way to spend an evening if you're looking for a kind of a special experience. Now for all of these dining packages and um, fireworks viewing experiences, you book them on the Disney World website, just as you would book any other dining reservation. So you can search for availability in the dining um, search and they will come up if they are available. There is also a Star Wars fireworks show at Hollywood Studios. It's called Star Wars Galactic Spectacular. And what's weird about the timing of it is that it usually starts right as Fantasmic is ending. So you really cannot do both in their entirety. You'll have to pick which one you want to see. So when Fantasmic is at 9 p.m. in the summer, the Galactic Star Wars fireworks are at 9.30. So the best viewing for the fireworks are a little ways back away from the Chinese theater. Um, the projections on the theater are very cool. They seem quite real. Um, I really enjoyed it, even though I'm not a big Star Wars fan. And there are fireworks that go off around the theater as well. It is about a 14-minute show. And last, there's a new show called The Wonderful World of Animation at Hollywood Studios that is a projection show on the Chinese theater. And currently that is starting at 9.05. Um, it will happen before the fireworks. There'll be some downtime and then the fireworks will start. So I think if you're going to see the Star Wars Galactic Fireworks, arrive a little bit early and check out that new show. I know that was a ton of information, but I do hope it helps you plan for your trip and know your options and decide if you're going to spend anything on a special experience for nighttime entertainment and that if you do, it will be worth it. Now I get asked a lot, what's the best show? What's the best nighttime show? I don't know. It really depends on what you like the most. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're probably going to like the Star Wars fireworks the most. I don't know if I actually have a favorite. I like each of the shows for different reasons. Probably Illuminations would have been my favorite, but that is because I'm just nostalgic and I like anything retro Epcot. So I think I'm going to really like the Epcot Forever show that comes out. And they are replacing that eventually with a new a new show, but I expect that it will run for quite some time as they work on kind of the technical aspects of the new show. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to tell you how to get in touch with me and join our growing community. So you can always email me directly. It's Leah, L-E-A-H, at thebudgetmouse.com. You can head over to one of the websites, thefrugalsouth.com or thebudgetmouse.com and leave me a comment on any post and I'll get back to you. You can find me on Instagram as thebudgetmouse or the best thing to do is to join our free private Facebook group for listeners of the podcast. You just search for The Budget Mouse on uh, Facebook, ask to join and I will add you. We just hit 3,000 people in this wonderful community. So please hop over and join us. If you have any questions about your trip, then you'll have lots of people to help you answer. So thanks again, everyone, and have a magical day.